This is the Tinkered Thinking Podcast. Episode 765, Enemy Echoes. This episode is dedicated to Scott Adams, who recently described an instance on Twitter when he employed the skills of an excellent communicator with a disagreeing friend. You can find this description on Twitter by visiting this post on Tinkered Thinking. And to be sure, this episode was written before discovering Scott Adams' thread on the topic, and Tinkered Thinking makes no claim on the topic upon which he was conversing. Our skill as communicators is shown bare when we speak with enemies. The level of our communication does not rise to the level of those who agree with our message. It falls to the depths of those who disagree. To simply shrug one's shoulders and claim that some people just aren't going to agree misses the point. Our goal as a communicator engaged with an enemy is not to gain assent. It's to create respect. Enemy is perhaps a harsh word that should be clarified. An enemy harks of a relationship that is irredeemable, one that can only be approached with force and fear. But the category of enemy as a concept says everything about the person who claims to have an enemy. As a word, it does not communicate anything reliable about the person or people it claims to identify. Anyone claiming to have enemies should immediately be regarded with suspicion because of what it implies about the psychology of the person using such a word. The simplest and most practical reason is because that category could expand and suddenly be leveled to include you. The point is perhaps better highlighted by a different phrasing. Would you rather have... Who would you rather have as an ally? Someone who can identify their enemy? Or someone who finds the idea of an enemy too limiting? Someone who looks at the wide expanse of human affairs as a dynamic playground that exists outside and beyond such definitions? Now, what exactly does that second option look like? Do we heed the words of a sandal-clad hippie from a few years ago and look upon everyone as a friend and turn the other cheek when an adversary wishes to land a strike? Perhaps. However, a couple thousand years have surely revealed the impracticality of such a perspective. It is possible to develop a personal level of stoicism that imbues a person with the ability to take an infinite amount of blows and even laugh in the face of death. And while this philosophy is exceptionally useful, it need not be the only tool on our cognitive Swiss army knife. We need to entertain, explore, and incorporate a variety of options in the same way that the friend-enemy dichotomy is too limiting. The alternative that exists between submitting to an enemy and raising arms against an enemy is a more difficult middle path, one that hinges on our ability to communicate. Recent technologies have highlighted the default way that disagreeing people communicate. We seem convinced that if only we shout our point of view loud enough and forcefully enough, that it will be convincing. We somehow also seem aware that this absolutely does not work when employed by the other side. But then we suffer a true instance of cognitive dissonance and fail to see the glaring contradiction in our own method. Speaking with friends is perhaps too easy. When we see nods and murmurs of agreement while we describe a point, 
Is it evidence that our description is strong and convincing? Or do we grow weak in our abilities to communicate by preaching only to the choir? An impressive communicator makes an adversary pause to think. An impressive communicator helps another consider a different perspective. And this is almost never achieved by some description of a personal opinion. The best way to achieve this is to first listen and then ask questions about what you hear. And to clarify, the sort of question we are talking about is not a cheeky repackaging of our own opinion like, have you considered this? The questions that crack open the wall that stands in the way of good communication actually breach that wall and curiously explore the viewpoint of another. A confident communicator takes this route because the seed for unraveling a poor perspective is already buried within that poor perspective. The seed is often a small discrepancy in the thinking of our adversary or companion in dialogue, a discrepancy they are unaware of, one that often hinges on two contexts that they have never considered before, but which are actually related. The task of a good communicator is to find that seed by exploring the mind of the adversary with questions, and then once that seed is found, to then nurture it again with questions by asking that adversary to resolve the discrepancy in their own thinking. If we only describe our own opinion with our own perspective, then we wallpaper the space between people, and in doing so, we close them in and close ourselves in. We build echo chambers, both for ourselves and the people we so desperately wish to convince. We have to ask, are we helping our enemies build their echo chambers? Or are we willing to do the more difficult task of finding the right questions that can thread through the enemy's defenses and burrow deep into the echo chamber in order to let in a little light? This is the Tinkered Thinking Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you find the Tinkered Thinking Podcast valuable, there are many ways you can support it. You can review it on iTunes. You can share it on social media with your friends. You can blog about it or discuss it on your own podcast. Or you can support it directly. And you can do this on the support page at tinkeredthinking.com. Both one-time support and monthly subscription support options are available. Thank you for your support of the show. It's listeners like you that make all of this possible. Any feedback or questions are always welcome, so feel free to reach out. And until tomorrow, remember to be careful about the context.